welcome back to Wonderland. It's time to fall down the queerest rabbit hole once again. Welcome back to Fan Wonderland, and as Ella just said, welcome back. And today we have with us the incredible, I like to think already there, but for most people it would be up and coming Cherry 8. Which yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get to the yeah. name of that because I have many questions about how that came about. I'm assuming Cherry Lemonade, but I could be wrong. But <laughs> for those that don't know Cherry Aid, Cherry Aid are London-based duo Ella and Alex, and that was in the order you just heard their voices. And having met as childhood friends and bonded over a very weird shared love of Little Kim, MIA in South Park of all combos, their sound has <laughs> developed from, and this is off their website, from drunken teenage garage band demos to fully fledged left field pop bangers. And we have them to chat about their upcoming EP, Sinking Ship, which drops this Friday, April 3rd. So if you're listening to it before then, if you're listening after, it's already out. If you're listening before then, it's this Friday, and I've already heard it, and it's really good. But firstly, <laughs> let's dig into how Cherry Aid came about and where that name came from. Uh, so we went to school together when we were, like, 12. Yeah, 12. I think we met when we were, like, 12, 13. Yeah. And, um, we were, yeah, we just we were at Catholic school, so we used to, like, mess around and make, like, silly songs just to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought it was funny. And then, yeah, when we got a bit older, it sort of turned a bit more serious. And, yeah, that's how Cherry Aid started. We used to, yeah, and then, like, on the website, we used to buy cheap Tempe Cherry Aid and vodka and get drunk, like, in my bedroom. So that's where the name Cherry Aid And make from. awful songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make a whole album. Okay, for, for non-Brits, because in case listeners can't tell, you're very British, what the fuck <laughs> is Cherry Aid? It's like cherry soda, I guess. Yeah. Okay, that so we... my cherry lemonade was kind of on the money there. Is that yeah. what you guys call it? It's like, probably the same thing. We don't have a thing called Cherry Aid, so that's why I'm confused as to what that is for you guys. <laughs> It's basically like, a, it's like Fanta, but like a cherry flavour, It's guess. always really gross as well. Like, the flavour just tastes sort of chemically. Like, <laughs> so, so my first question was just, why would you make that? Because it was Tempe. Like, we used to go to the shop like that I used to work in. No, it was Tempe. Mm. At the one stop. So I used to work in this corner shop called the one stop. And it was like the cheapest drink. You could buy like a whole bottle, like massive bottle of it. So you used to get that because like it would blend the taste of the vodka away. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no trademarking issues there with having the same name. I think because it's like it's like a generic, generic thing, thing here, yeah. so it's like whatever. there's like lots of different cherry <laughs> brands that all really shit. Uh, uh, so it's, it's more like a lemonade sort of thing where there's not a it's but the cherry <laughs> Yeah, just generic. Cheap. <laughs> so you're calling yourselves generic and cheap, or are you calling the cherry a generic and cheap? Not the music. But the, uh, <laughs> oh, the, the music's very much not generic. I can, for anyone listening, I can tell you that much. It's definitely not generic. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard those teenage drunken demos, so that kind of piques my interest now. But I think that needs to go on a SoundCloud at some stage. <laughs> They are sort of lost on the internet somewhere because we've lost passwords to accounts. But... Yeah, but we do keep pinching like old melodies from like those demos and like rewriting them to like yeah. other bits. Like... So... You'll hear bits of them somewhere, but not in that. But form. they're blended. <laughs> it's now better now. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't mean you're just going to do a drunken song at some stage then. 
I don't know. We don't really drink and ride. Like, it's not really our thing. Like, yeah, we what we do is we eat a lot of Haribo. We get like a, one of those share packs, and then we eat the whole thing instantly. <laughs> and then we come up with like the best material we've ever come up with ever, and I feel really sick. It, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Sweets are definitely like our go-to thing. And for those that are wondering, that's the songwriting process. <laughs> <laughs> It's eat gummy bears and write songs. Yeah, it's <laughs> great, but not great for our waistline, so you know. <laughs> now, for the, the for the upcoming Sinking Ship EP, has has got even reviewed by Billboard, which kudos because that's a big deal. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, ideally, we'd love to be at that point where you know we're the big deal call as well. But hey, one thing at a time. But you've got new track, I Love Me, previous release, which was, I think, your second one that I came across, which was Bang Pop, Go Worldwide, Feel Good and Do My Thing, which have been, received support from Billboard Pride, BuzzFeed, BBC Music, and a lot more, and apparently turning your backs on their usual witty, witty political and socio-analytical lyrics, such as about Theresa May and many others... <laughs> And uh, I'm, I'm quoting here from your press pack that Ella stated, we do want to focus on too on the political shitstorm we're all in at the moment. Yeah. I think that's going to change in the next music. But, like, at the time that we wrote it, we kind of, like, just wanted... We were going through a bit of a crappy time. So we just wanted to write stuff, like, that was happy and, like... I don't know. Very kind of, like, yeah, like, fun yeah. pop yeah. without yeah. being too dark and serious like I don't think we're like we're ever really that serious yeah like, everything is like tongue in cheek yeah. and done in a fun way but like we just kind of wanted something that was like literally just fun and not had any like sort of underlying political message I guess yeah um which is kind of what that was but I think but yeah, so, yeah I think we peaked at our happy point at this and now <laughs> we're just going it's all downhill dark yeah <laughs> Now you also you've yeah. also made the Beats One chart. You've made Triple J, which is an Australian one. So you've yeah. you've made it to Australia, unbeknownst to me, because I'm trying to remember I how I discovered you. Now it was either Instagram or probably Twitter, as I discovered most. What? Sorry. I'm trying to remember how I discovered you with it. Oh, it certainly wasn't Triple J. I know that. So the fact you've made Triple J and Somehow, still haven't broken into the hottest 100. Is something we're gonna have to hopefully rectify with the EP. <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Probably from, but we get quite a lot of press support, which is really cool. Like the whole Billboard, Time magazine, stuff like that, which is pretty unexpected considering like we're just from Norwich. Yeah, <laughs> Time magazine. We're just yeah. from Norwich. We're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been in time and billboards. No, nothing too major. Nylon. <laughs> and and of course on Spotify, New Music Friday UKs as well. So, and of course that's where the EP will also be streaming. It is, fortunately for me and my love of physical vinyls, only digital. For now. Yeah, I think for now just digital. Like, but the more that people support you. Better chance of getting a physical yeah, one. <laughs> now, yeah, I think like for this we just want to do digital and 
get focusing on the next lot of stuff. Just... Yeah. Which, and I've, we've covered in a lot of recent guests, is that a lot are going the way of EPs now, rather than, I'm just going to drop an album of, like, 18 tracks, rather I want to give you, like, four of these. Because, as you mentioned, this one's very poppy, versus your next one's going to be, probably be a lot darker and dive into a lot of deep, dark shit. So it's, they wouldn't really combine well together if you did an album in that respect. Yeah, I, th- I think for us as well, we write a lot. So, like, we'll go through a phase, like, you can kind of hear, like, the points in our lives and how different the music sounds. So it doesn't, it wouldn't really sit together as, like, an album. Yeah. But I think, like, EPs are a good way for us to just kind of make... Lots... Put it in groups. Yeah. I, I mean, they do sort of link. Like, you can still, there's always, like, the same kind of sound, I guess. But, yeah. like, it's, it's almost <clears> like different moods. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like... Like a mood board. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, a, a mood board. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that, that ties in very well to what I want to focus on next, which is we've gone from Fractured Fairy Tales, which for the one that I'm pretty sure got me in was Blah Blah. And, or actually, I think it was Shout Loud, actually, was the one that got me in initially. And I think that might have come up on my YouTube recommended, actually, because YouTube knows I love the indie shit. So it's it's it popped up via the hour, I believe. And you've got Blah Blah, Get By, and Shout Loud for those that want to get into their previous era. But the, the, there's a big deviance from that to, from memory, the next single was Bang Pop, Go Worldwide, which was a very early 2000s sort of anthem, which I gather was a sort of aim there. Yeah, I, I don't really think, like... I can't even really remember the influences. for. We literally made that whole EP in a bank holiday weekend. Because we're like... <laughs> As you do. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we, we just to... wanted to write and we had yeah. time together. And we're just like, well, we don't often get like three full days back to back. So we might as well just, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and have fun and eat too much Haribo and yeah. No, yeah, it's weird because I don't think we've ever like made kind of music like that before. Like, like before it was literally... Shout loud, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> but I don't know. It, I guess we were just like in a weird, like hyper mood when we wrote this EP. Yeah. So it does sound quite different and like, I guess more pop, like like you said, two thousand pop kind of like. I mean, if we're looking at the cover and particularly our, our the episode cover and also the album cover, it's very feel, right feel, feels very LSD trippy inspired. <laughs> I don't know if that was the aim, but that's certainly the vibe. I think we just wanted it to look, like, very sickly sweet, because, like, for us, that's how the music sounds. Like, I, I, I always feel a bit like we see our music as, like, fun pop, but then everyone else sees it a bit, like, weirder. Like, fucked up, yeah. <laughs> I think with the artwork, because, like, we were aware that the music is kind of a lot happier and more bubblegum than our usual stuff, so we kind of wanted to bring back something visual that was a bit twisted which is why the images are kind of like fucked up like in the art I don't know it was kind of like a way to sort of bring it back to the weirdness a little bit yeah make it more choppy and like abstract (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that's a really good vibe and that you can go in two different directions I mean it's very reminiscent and I mentioned this off here that there's a bit of a for some of the other tracks such as feel good there's a bit of a Early Ting Ting's Operator Please sort of vibe there. I mean, that's, for those that have been with us since the start, that was like something we covered with the Ting Tings is they went from very poppy 
and bubblegum pop, like you described, to very dark shit with the most recent albums. So it's, I think it seems there's a bit more of a fluidity with just artists in general now that they can jump from that to the next and it's not so jarring for their yeah, fans, I, I guess. Like, I think, like, people just want more freedom and flexibility and I think, like, <clears throat> that's a good thing that we're DIY and independent. We do things ourselves. We've got the ability to just sort of, like, do what we want when we want it. If we're, like, if we want to release a happy EP, we can do that. Like, we're not constricted to, like, this is a hit. This will get, like, Spotify playlisting or this will get, like, guaranteed, do you know what I mean? Like, radio, this, we can just kind of write what we want and release yeah. I think that's why want. EPs are kind of the popular thing for smaller artists now as well, because you're kind of limited in a way, you're not limited... Um, because we've got like a label, but you're kind of limited in a way that you don't know what's going to like be picked up by things like Spotify or like press. So having smaller projects is a good way to kind of gauge, um, I don't know what your fans like and like, yeah, to take it, I guess. I think that's why like a lot of people are going down the EP route now. And that's what, kind of why we are, I guess. Damn, people have got short attention spans and don't want an album. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's, I, mean, I guess that is true, actually. I mean, there's, as I've mentioned in many previous guests, it's sort of like, there's the, you know, the artists that I'm very passionate about, like, you know, like Taylor Swift, that I'll actually listen to the full album in order kind of thing. It's very, it's very much that sort of thing where, as you said, a lot of people don't have that long attention spans or, you know, they might, in the case of podcasts and so on, they might just listen to it on the way to work and, so on. So yeah, and EPs seem to be very much a way to go now. In that, it's easier to do shorter bursts of work. It's a, it's a lot easier to do those sort of things. I mean, people like Hayley Kiyoko has just done that. Uh, although it was a very long term EP rather than an all at once EP, it was sort of like, hey, this is the EP. It's now done. And I think there's that is finding more ways to sort of do that now. And whether it's a full EP, whether it's a bit by bit like Hayley or Rather than just, I have to do an album, this is what the label wants. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I feel like music's more 3D now, like, because you've got so many social media platforms and, like, a lot of artists seem kind of more involved with visuals. I think we definitely are. Like, we make all our own music videos and, like, the artwork's really important for us. And because you've got all these platforms and, like, ways to put them out, I feel like that's something that helps kind of bring everyone's music out together a bit more. If that makes sense. So you might say you do what you need to do to get by. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it in there somewhere. It was. We don't do the chorus though. Like. <laughs> Topic for another podcast because I'm keen to touch on that. But <laughs> as well as we do have other podcasts in the works, so that might be something we touch on later. But but definitely focusing on the EP coming up, which for it's a four-track EP, for those unaware, it's a very good EP. It's one I've listened to repeatedly. And it's, like I said, Feel Good feels like in dance vibes, early tingings, early operator, please. I think it's primarily Ella's voice there. It's sort of like that, as you said, bubblegum, early 2000s sort of vocals and background instrumentals I guess yeah. versus you've got another one on there called I Love Me that's 
from what I understand of your press pack, is your the next single, correct? Yeah, so we're releasing I Love Me on Friday with the EP. Is there a so. video? Mm. Well, I started one last week, but we didn't record <clears throat> it. Was, it didn't look... I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. If yeah, I think, like, we just kind of want to get this EP out in the world and just, like, let people live a bit. And whilst they're all stuck inside on lockdown, just have some fun pop music whilst we're writing some more darker stuff. So Yeah. <laughs> Here, have this positive shit while we're about the really dark, depressing shit that you're going to listen to next. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which, I, I love me, is, uh, without realising it was a single, would probably be my favourite on there, to be honest. It's just... Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, definitely Ella's vocals. It's, it's that's seemingly a thing for me, which is really good. And that that's a... Now, correct me if I'm wrong... Do my thing. Does that have a cowbell in it, or is that just me mishearing something? I think pretty much every song's got it has a cowbell, cowbell in it. Because like, when <laughs> Alex is making the beats, we're like, can you find a cowbell? Put a cowbell in it. Like, who doesn't love a cowbell? Like, that makes you happy. <laughs> happy. I'm gonna credit my high school music teacher for making me pick up on that sort of thing. Because <laughs> it's like it's like an early 2000s bop with the cowbell. <laughs> I think we took the cowbell inspiration from Shamir, like yeah, on the regular. That was like, we love that song, yeah. and it's just so fun and like, kind of weird and unexpected. So like, there's definitely some of that energy in there. And so yeah, that's that. That is the the four tracks for those one is Bang Pop, Go Worldwide, Feel Good, I Love Me, and Do My Thing. And of course, that will be on Spotify on Friday. For those that are wondering, is there any collabs you're hoping to try and make happen, or because I know um, you've worked with such as, and it's, I've noted again in your press pack that you've worked with the likes of Ant Whiting, who's worked with MIA. Nice touch there. You grew up on MIA and then worked with <laughs> someone who's worked with MIA. Appreciate. Oh, it would be Xenomania, uh, who's worked with Girls Aloud, and John Foyle, who's worked with the Years and Years. FKA Twigs, for those that know them, years and years rings a bell for me. Why you still maintain and retain full creative control, which I guess for a lot of artists at the moment is becoming more and more of a thing. So, I mean, the, the probably the front and centre example of that would be Taylor Swift, given the lack of control that initially had in contracts and so on, so that is is more you don't want to be tied down to a label and just want to do my thing or I'd, I'd throw it in there. It was, it was too easy. I'd... I think like, for us, like we're just sort of, yeah, we're doing our thing. Like we don't feel pressured to have to, I don't know, sort of dumb down what we're doing to like make it more. I, I feel like there's like artists like Billie Eilish that are just doing what they want to do and being creative and sort of like they're doing pop but in a completely different way. And I feel like, well, why can't we do something like that? Like, yeah, I think like you get a lot of pressure to like sound a certain way or make a track that's popular. But like the best music always comes from what you, I don't know, like what you do naturally, like what. Yeah, I feel like for us, our best songs come from not trying to be something else. Like it's just sort of like something that's a bit outside the box and different. Yeah, like... I think once you start putting limits on yourself, then it all goes to shit. <laughs> so it's better to just kind of. I don't know, right in the moment and 
uh, do what instinctively feels right for the song rather than trying to sound like something else. Yeah, because I, I think if you like, and not, not to the comparison again, but you throw something like, you know, early Ting Tings versus what they do now independently, the now stuff feels more them, which is sort of what you want to be able to do is, you know, whether that was a label thing, whether that was them or, you know, it's, it's seems to be better to, or either that artists are being more given more control to have creative freedom rather than be tied down to sort of what you've got to put out this many albums and this many songs and you've got to put it out now and that sort of thing. And I, that's why, like, you know, four-track EP, not common, but then also, like it, like we said, it might not mesh greatly well with the story you're wanting to tell with, say, your next EP or your next album. Yeah, I think people just change as well. Like, for us, mm. like, we'll decide, oh, we're in this kind of mood, we want to do this. Like, oh, maybe we want to do something punky, like, and we'll go for a phase of doing stuff like that. And it's just sort of like, yeah, like, people change like yeah. <laughs> you can't be expected to make the same but kind then the of music. music industry changes as well like we're not on a label but obviously we've been in like rooms with labels and meetings and things like that and I think like no one really knows I think like the whole music industry seems to change like no one really knows it's just a guessing game yeah. yeah like people like what they like at the end of the day yeah so. and I mean everyone's going to try and pinpoint like what's the right thing to do like what's the best type of music to make but not the end of the story is no one actually knows so you should just go with like your own instinct because yeah like ev- like anything else is going to be a random guess anyway so you might as well just do what feels best yeah i think i think that's very that's very representative of just the direction that you're going in that you can do your own thing and yeah, if you want to do some dark shit, you can do some dark shit. If you want to do bubblegum pop, <laughs> you can do that too. So, uh, I mean, I mean, you've done one that's called Fractured Fairy Tales, and now you're doing one called Sinky Chip. I don't know what's with the really deeply depressing names, but <laughs> <laughs> what is with that? <laughs> was it too many? Was it too many Haribos? Or <laughs> yeah, that is actually quite depressing that you said it. I, I don't. Know, I feel like we're like we make light of situations like if we go through something like depressing we always try and find the yeah. very small like funny side in it to make it less depressing like yeah like the way we've known each other so long like our like friendship is basically just bitching like, <laughs> like <laughs> we always like whenever something's bothering us we always kind of just like make jokes about it and we've always done that since we were at school and I think that's why our music is so tongue-in-cheek because we're always trying to find the funny side, even if we don't really realise it. Like, that's just sort of what we do, I guess. Yeah. We've got a really dark sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's starting to make a lot of sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that are wondering, there is an LGBTQI connection. It's not that they're both gay, because apparently, from what I can gather, that's been an assumption that's been made. Is that co- I'm not sure. Is that correct? No, I'm I'm gay. Ella's not. <laughs> yeah. The fact you're having to say Ella's not indicates she's probably been misinterpreted as being at some stage. I don't think. No, not really. I think it's just kind of awkward to word it press wise, like <laughs> so people kind of get the idea because it's like you can't. Yeah, it's like you can't really put 
one is, won't it? But... Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really think that's like a defining thing. Yeah. For no, it's not. Any... No. Like... It's like... We felt like, yeah, we wanted to, you know, support the community and just be kind of open about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's that's no. that's that's the. Um... I mainly want to clear that up for anyone that may have been following you and wanted some insight because, like myself, I was like, okay, they're on Pride. They're on this... But fucking why? I don't know why. <laughs> What's the connection? <laughs> Are they just really good allies? What's going on? Yeah. I just feel like I'm, I'm not really, like, one of these people that, like, I don't like social media that much, so I don't... I find it kind of hard to interact and sort of like put that stuff out there, I guess. Oh, we've noticed Ella's the posy one. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the press shots, then it's just like, what? Okay. <laughs> but in terms, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't really like talking about myself that much, which is kind of ironic since we're making music and we're artists. <laughs> and they all tend to. Is it, but, is it, it is a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an artist. I write about yeah. things, but I don't like talking about myself, but I will write it. About <laughs> it, it all goes music. Listen to yeah. the music. That's all you need to know. But then that's always, like, twisted and not literal. Like. <laughs> I think, like, the music is a good way to kind of um, – it's, like, almost like a character for us because, like, we're both quite shy people in real life. But with, like, music, it's so, like – especially our music, it's really, like, ballsy and sort of confident. And I think that's just a way of us, like – yeah, because yeah. when people meet us, they're like, "Oh, you, you're not yeah. like your music." It's like, "Well, no, we're not gonna go around screaming in your face." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the thing that very much hit me in the face first was probably the difference between if so, if someone's listening to this episode first and then the music, the jarring thing's gonna be Ella's difference in accent <laughs> for, for me, because it's just so contrasting to her vocals. It's just wow. It's just like. Okay, what's going on there? Because I don't really... I think because we've made this kind of music since we were really young, and that's just the way that I sing. And I guess it's like just dropping the T's a bit. I don't know what it is, but yeah. And I yeah, I, I don't hear delivery. you as any different. Yeah, because like. I don't hear myself as different, Yeah, but I think it's the delivery. Like, I don't really know what it is. It's one of those fascinating <laughs> things about the human body, I think, in that the singing voice is always so, so different and so English. Well, for English singers and even non-English singers, and then you know you've it's just completely different when they talk. And it's yeah, I don't. Know. I think it's delivery because like I don't know it's it's weird because there's a lot of even when people sort of sing sing they, there's a difference as well. Do you think she sounds like British on the songs? Because to me, I always think like oh, I mean sounds... I think that's where the Ting Tings operated please. <laughs> notes came from for me was that would drew the comparison a little bit I think was that that early 2000 rich pop I guess might have been it and then as you notice sort of like talking accent is very posh very <laughs> I, I, I don't know it's 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 a, it's an intriguing thing that is that people's talking accents versus their singing is so different I think it's in the UK, like it's such a small country, but um, it's weird because over here there's so many different accents and it's funny like what people from other countries sort of like uh, point as well. I think it's just like the area, like in England you go down the road and there's like a group of people that have a completely different accent. You go around the corner and there's like another accent, which is kind of weird because it's such a small country. And I feel, I don't know, like we both grew up in Norwich, so the accents there are kind of like farmery 
or, or <laughs> slightly posher, I guess. So, I yeah. don't know, like... I, I don't feel like either of us have a Norfolk accent. Yeah, I think we've tried really hard to get the farmer out, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> get the farmer out. <laughs> It sounds like you're trying to come up with a song idea there. That'll be the next EP. Plow the fields EP. <laughs> so we're going for a country album next or what? <laughs> <laughs> or a bridge, a bridge country album then. <laughs> Which is really a whole lot of posh talking. But uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's definitely... Definitely some good songs in the EP for everyone that's going to listen to it this week. We we right. are going to drop the ep about a, a day after recording, just for those listening. Sorry, it, it's going to drop before the release. But in saying that, it's going to be streaming on Spotify. Rather than throw all the links, we're just going to throw the website link because Cherry had been very good to have all their links on the side of their website. Save us the trouble. <laughs> we'll just link you to their website and then you can find it from there. And, of course, it'll be on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you want to get your music. So it's four tracks, not a big commitment. So have a listen to it on Friday. Most of you listening are just at home in isolation, so you've got no fucking excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can listen to the EP because it's going to take about 12 minutes of your life. So it's not, it's not like I said, not a big commitment. And it's bubblegum poppy, and if it gets stuck in your head, you're welcome. <laughs> Which I gather is the entire aim. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but as, well, me, as I mentioned, I Love Me is dropping this Friday along with the EP. So we're getting the single slash the EP as well. So, as I mentioned, go stream it, go listen to it. Bang Pop Go Worldwide is already out, so you can go listen to that. Get a feel for the EP. See if you like music. Hopefully you do. And thank you very, very much for giving up your time to chat with us today, Alex and Ella. Oh, thank you so Thanks much for having, having us. us. It's been really great. And oh. hopefully we will chat to you again when your next deep, darkly depressing EP <laughs> comes out, whenever that may be. We'll definitely send it to you first. <laughs> and I'll go, yes, that's depressing as shit. I love it. <laughs> thank you thank you for joining us and I've been your host TJ alongside Ella and Alex of Chariot and we'll catch you in the next episode